Please listen carefully. I buy that Nina, whatever, and the guy that plays Damon were dating because I like I can admit they have chemistry. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Before we get into today's episode, we are going to, we're trying something new. We're changing it up. Uh, and we're just going to check in, see what everybody is reading or watching this week that we want to talk about. Spend a little like hot minute on before we dive into the theme of the day, uh, which is going to be all about Vampire Diaries. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Steph, what are you, uh, what are you watching? Are you reading anything? Anything interesting going on? I am reading. Let me just get up my <laughs> library. I just finished last night Elizabeth Hoyt. You may remember me talk about her three years ago when I said I read her 16 book series in a month. And guess what? She has a new series and a new book that released When a Rogue Meets His Match. And I'm currently reading it. <laughs> and that's me. I currently just finished watching yesterday Jingle Jangle, the new Ooh, I really want to catch that. Netflix Christmas movie. I highly recommend it to everybody. Uh, it's a musical. It has a great soundtrack. I've just been listening to that soundtrack pretty much all day have a little tissue box nearby oh a tissue box okay you know i love me a cheesy christmas movie and we are heading into the season sometimes i'll have started on november 1st but normally i like a december 1st start because from december 1st through jan i will exclusively watch hallmark christmas movies and anything netflix puts out that looks similar this i will say this is not this is not like a hallmark christmas movie it's not that kind of cheesy it's just like heartwarming it's lovely it's well done i like it's so i did not know but like all the lyrics are written by john legend so like of course it's got like these crazy names attached to it and i was just like i did not know how deep this went <laughs> this movie like it, it feels like i don't know how long it took them to make it but it feels like something that would have taken years just based on the quality of it but you'll see I, in terms of what I've been listening or watching lately, I have not been in, I feel like all the joy has just left my body and I can't enjoy anything at all. And that will come up in this episode oh, <laughs> uh, because anything that I go to watch or read that I know that I will like, I'm like struggling with. So mostly I've been, this is why I've been pulling a staff and been on YouTube quite a bit lately, because I don't have to feel any type of way about people who are just like talking about bad movies and doing the makeup at the same time. I could watch every 90 minute Smoky Glow video, you know, I'll be totally happy. But there's one that I will talk about and I'll maybe find a way to bring this up in an episode once. And I've talked about this so many times, but it's because like, I'm so into it. I'm literally re-listening to podcast episodes from this stupid fucking podcast called Face Jam. And this is my equivalent of, you know how Steph, you're sometimes like, oh, you have like the sense of humor of like a 14 year old boy. Yeah. You're like, fart jokes, I'm all here for it. You know, you just got your little like 14. This is my equivalent of that. Because this podcast, the entire premise is that these two dudes, one of whom really likes good food and one of whom only eats fast food junk, get together and they rate limited edition fast food from like McDonald's and Jack in the Box and Steak and Shake and all those random places. And they just talk about the food. But they spend the first 40 minutes talking about literally nothing else. They just like, they literally, about nothing, I mean. They literally are just chatting for 40 minutes and then they finally get into the food. And it's just the most ridiculous conversation in the world. And yet, for some reason, I find it the funniest thing I've ever listened to. And I'm mad at myself for enjoying it the way that I do because it's made exclusively by white men. 
And we don't need that in our lives. But I love it. <laughs> you know what I completely disregarded? Because this reminded me when you said nonsense. I started The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <gasps> and guess what, guys? The Mormon content is out of control. I didn't think they would be talking about this much Mormon content, but it's there. Were we going to watch it, too? Like all It's of not us? all out yet. It's, like, releasing week by week. So, I like, don't want to do that to you guys yet. But... For the Mormons to have let this show be out there, I'm convinced it's going to mildly be, like a commercial for mormonism like i'm convinced they're gonna try to get people in guess what though it's the people excommunicated from the church a lot of them are all of them for reasons you learn like a good majority of them all right all right i would say maybe two two one or two people are actually part of the church the rest of the cast uh uh-uh they pieced out from the mormon life Ooh, shit now I'm interested. Now you've pulled me in. <laughs> Unrelated, but I was laughing, Christina, while you were talking because you were saying I'm getting no joy out of anything else I'm watching. And the look on Steph's face, like it just her face fell. And I just started cracking up. Like I was just like, oh, you, you just broke her heart. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna get into this episode because I can't not stop myself. So this idea for the podcast came to you provided by Christina and Kyle Hayes, also known as Christina McGrath, she's my sister. She started rewatching Vampire Diaries and I was like, you know what? That was a really good show. Like top tier CW content that they put out. And then she's rewatching and she's telling me like, oh yeah, no, it's actually good. Kyle was watching it for the first time and they're like, you guys should go back and rewatch it and see what you said. Only did I learn to find out that I was the only one that watched it to season five. I was the only one that watched it when it came out at that time, 2009. These two hoes did not watch it at the time. Maybe not watch a bit of it, but she gave up. But the premise of The Vampire Diaries is on her first day at high school, Elena meets Stefan and immediately feels a connection with him. However, what she does not know is that Stefan and his brother Damon are in fact vampires, which you wouldn't guess by the title. Am I devastated that Christina... I don't think liked it, 110%. And you know why? Because as I'm rewatching this, I'm like, fuck, this season one is garbage. It's only good in the last like three episodes. And I, and I was texting that. I'm like, if she doesn't like it, I'm going to be devastated continually. I was like, she just needs to get to this finale. She needs, The finale is where it's at. That is what she needs to hit. And like, I don't, we don't know. I don't know what her thought process on the finale was a good, was a bad. We're going to get into it. But the fact that... <laughs> I'm devastated that I said you should start at season one is going to haunt me for the rest of my life because it's so bad. The thing, okay. I mean, where else are you going to start? <laughs> you could start at season two. You'd miss all the backstory. But that's why I was like, you got to start at season one. And like the thing about this show, you clearly see the progression where they're like, you know what? This is how you write a show. This, <laughs> this shit's not working well. <laughs> We're going to kick it out. And then cultivation is the finale where you're like, yes, this is great. So here's my cues for you, Christina. Okay. What did you think of this show? And I'm fra- I'm in a fragile mental state, fragile mental and emotional state. So don't, don't. 2009 Stephanie is quaking in her low rise jeans and lawn necklace and her Converse. All right, let me build the suspense oh, a little God. bit because uh, I think that would be funny. Um, I there is a whole era of television that I just kind of missed. And I think it was like senior year of high school, first year of university in particular. I just like didn't catch anything because I have never watched any episode of Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries. I think True Blood also came out at the same time. There was just a certain type of show 
that I, my whole brain was like, I've heard of it. I have not seen it. So I really went into this with no knowledge of anything. I have no idea technically what happens in the Vampire Diaries. I didn't know who the main characters were. I assumed there was like love triangles and stuff like that. But arguably the only fact I knew about the Vampire Diaries was that recently the guy that was in Legally Blonde that's also in Vampire Diaries, Alaric, and Stefan, Alaric, and Stefan had a fight on Twitter because the Legally Blonde dude is like a Republican. Uh, So that was the extent of my knowledge on Vampire Diaries. And so I went into this. And I'd like to say, when I say that I don't feel joy anymore, I'm actually going to give credit. I don't think that it is about the things that I'm actually watching. I, things that I like on paper should be in love with and like just not, nothing's connecting. Emotionally, I am dead inside. It's finally happened. It all cut off from all uh, all emotion and all communication entirely. I'm just out. So I wasn't super hopeful starting this show. And as we kept going, it really was not pulling me in. Uh, I will say, pros, I really like Elena. Outside of a couple of decisions that she makes, I think Elena is like a really good main character. I was impressed with how much I liked her because she is not a like Bella Swan Twilight character. Like she is very strong. She's very loud. I actually find her very enjoyable to watch and I like her dynamic with a lot of people on the show. I could give two fucking shits about Stefan. Yes. He could not be in the show and I would be like, okay, nothing has changed. I do not care about him, whatever. Damon is very frustrating because he's the only interesting male character on the show entirely. And he was a Confederate soldier. Okay. And I know that they tell you, they throw a line in there like, oh, he defected because it didn't align with his values. But I actually missed that that line happened. And I only found out afterwards when I did a search of does this show ever address that Damon is a Confederate soldier? And they were like, oh, there's a line in season one. And I was like, I watched season one. I did not catch that. So you did not put enough information in there, excuse me, for me to understand that Damon didn't want to be a Confederate soldier because what is the what is the infatuation with white Southern authors putting they're vampires on the wrong side. The union is right there, ma'am. You can just change. Anyway, that's not the point. Damon is a very interesting character. Very frustrating because he was a Confederate soldier. I love Bonnie. Bonnie is shafted. Bonnie is like, she comes in in the pilot and you're like, oh, you're going to be a main character. And then she's missing for half of the episodes of season one. And you're like, that's weird. She was the best friend. Why am I watching blonde Carolyn Caroline Matt who I don't care Caroline and Matt who I truly also do not care about if I don't care about Stefan I definitely don't care about the human version of Stefan uh which is Elena's ex-boyfriend like why would I care about Stefan without superpowers what a pointless nonsense situation but I have to watch them make out I watched him have a buddy mo he had a whole subplot about like having a fight with his best friend Taylor, Tyler, Tyler, I don't know. But Tyler, those are all plot points. Meanwhile, Bonnie is right there. She is a witch. Whitley from a different world was her grandmother and was in the show. Gina Torres, you brought in the show and you had her for just one episode. You had three black witches on the show and I loved each and every one of them immediately because they were great. And yet Instead, I watched like 40 minutes of Caroline, whatever her name is. 
I literally get it wrong each time. I think I've called her Catherine nine times. <laughs> I, we watch her just like make out and have real life problems. Jeremy, who cares about Jeremy? No one's ever cared about Ugh, Jeremy. Jeremy. No one in the show cares about Elena thinks she cares about Jeremy. She doesn't. Jeremy, at the end of season one, spoiler alert, because it's going to be in this, he kills himself to become a vampire. I hope he fucked up and I hope he's just dead. I know he's not, but man, wouldn't that be funny? That would be wild because I would, I would don't care. love him written out of the show. What a, what a waste of time. So what this all comes down to, and, and for, for 2009 Steph quaking in her boots, <laughs> I think the ending of season one is a good. Yes! <laughs> I, the show got much, much, much better in the last three episodes. Correct. And the episode that started it for me is episode 20, Blood Brothers, mm-hmm. where they show flashbacks to Stefan and Damon becoming um, vampires. I think it was very... Like, of of course, it turns out Stefan is actually the one that convinced Damon to become a vampire. And that's why Stefan doesn't drink human blood now. Blah, blah, blah. Like, of course, that's what it is. But it was the most interesting episode for sure. And it made, I think, the next episodes that followed up really good. And I like that where it ended, we finally got to see she's Catherine. Catherine is is Elena with a different with just an old. She's old. (laughs) magic because that's how jeans work jeans work is that Catherine, who was also played by nina dobrev 200 years ago had a baby and then all the generations have passed and then elena comes out and she looks exactly the fucking same um they just same made into clones i like that they finally pulled her out and you finally got to see her and like i actually really liked at first isabel came up and i was like oh i don't think i like her and then as time went on i was like you know what all right i see what you added to the show isabel I'm here for it. So, Steph, while I don't know if I will watch this whole show, <laughs> I enjoyed the end of the season. I thought it was really good. I mean, you don't need to watch the whole... You don't need to watch all the seasons. All I would say is you got to do, like, at least two more. But when we get to the end of this episode, I'm going to give you predictions for... I think it has eight seasons, right? I'm going to give you predictions for what happens by the end of eight seasons. And I'm telling you, I've looked up nothing. The only thing on this show that I looked up was entirely... Did they address the Confederate Army thing? Because that really boiled my blood. I'm still mad about it, okay? Why would you write this? You are a person writing a book. You made a choice. You didn't have to make this choice, friend. You did not have to do this. And then TV show, you didn't have to also put it in. There's no reason for him to be a soldier. Listen, there's no reason for him to be a soldier. That's fine. Anyway, I know exactly how this show is going to end for all of these characters. I'm going to spill it and I'm going to be 95% accurate. And I can't wait for that moment. And Steph, you're going to have to tell me if I'm right or not. I can't confirm or deny because I have not finished this show ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it to maybe. I read spoilers. No, I not like allowed. That you read spoilers, so I can confirm. I like that you're quaking that I, if I liked it or not, but you didn't finish it. <laughs> There's a part. Okay. These are all for, these are for the, the, the true, true blood, true blood. What am I saying? These are for the Vampire Diaries OG fans. As soon as I heard humanity in season one, I was triggered. I was brought back to everything I fucking hated Elena in later seasons. I hate it. I hate Elena. I hate her so much. I hate her and Stefan so much. Yes, Christina. Oh, her and Stefan, yeah. Hate them. I hate them together. I hate Elena. They they make you end up hating Elena with the fire of a thousand suns. And I don't remember why I hate her, but when that comes back, when, that, when I reach there again, I'm going to be fuming. Elena is the most interesting... I do agree that Elena's really good in this season because, like, when you expect her to just, like, 
take whatever Stefan's saying at face value. She's like, nah, I'm gonna ask more questions. You know what? I'm gonna investigate your life and your lies. And it's just like, yeah, good for you. Do it. When they focus on Catherine in later seasons, I feel like they gave up on it. Like they forgot that Elena was a character and they were they put everything into Catherine to make her mm-hmm. interesting and like, like they dynamic. Keep up with both. They couldn't keep up with both. That's why you have Caroline coming in from last place morphing into one of the best characters on this show. <laughs> the idea that Caroline is going to become a full-time character, she is so pointless in this season. I'm sorry. She's fucking pointless. And it's honestly absurd that after that first episode, the pilot, where Bonnie is such an interesting character and her and mm-hmm. Elena are so close and they're best friends, it's disgusting to me that you see more of Caroline in the rest of the episodes than you do of Bonnie. When Caroline is just, at this point, Caroline's just a human. There's nothing about her that's particularly special. She's really like a tool. Like, is that great writing? No. She's a tool to get, for Damon to get things. Like, it's not good writing, but it's significantly less interesting than Bonnie. But you made Caroline so much more of a center focus when you have a literal witch. And like, spoiler, Bonnie's grandmother dies and that's the explanation for Bonnie disappearing. But that was not gonna, where was Elena to like help her through this tragedy? Elena is not there. If we can talk about the moment that I was the angriest, the moment that I steamed up, that I almost walked away from this show, okay? First of all, Bonnie's grandmother is dead for virtually no reason, all right? Because nobody got anything they wanted out of that moment. So Bonnie's grandmother died. Emily Whitley from a different world dies for nothing. And it's very much at the hands of Elena's boyfriend and a half, okay? And Bonnie is rightfully very upset. And Elena who is supposed to be her best friend could comfort her, could have an emotional journey and of emotional struggle of how do I deal with this? How do I come to terms with the fact that like my best friend just went through a massive tragedy. Clearly her grandmother's very important to her. She's the only person that was going to be able to guide her into being a witch. And now she's dead because of something that I and my boyfriends asked for. So like you could have that moment. Elena is not bothered by this death at all. Bonnie goes away for five episodes and then the audacity of these white writers, because I know, I know without looking, a white writer did this. Bonnie in like episode 18, 19, her and Elena are like distant. Caroline is like, oh, I feel like you two are fighting. I don't like that for you. You guys should be friends again. What's going on? And Bonnie can't really admit what's going on to Caroline because Caroline doesn't know anything about it. But what ultimately this cultivates in is Bonnie goes to Elena and apologizes Mm -hmm. for being absent and for being distant and for not being able to deal with things. Excuse me? Why is... But But like that, it's not just that. Like the whole season, you feel like these writers keep painting you to be sympathetic towards Elena rather than Bonnie. It's not just that. They'll do things, they'll make her do things that I don't think are in her character. Like when at the end she lies to Elena about turning off the curse or whatever. That is a specific move and they make her 
seem more guilty about it like when Damon apologizes to her I'm like no they are painting her in a bad light on purpose and I hated every single moment of that like I was like this is this is wrong you're gonna really appreciate when it comes to my predictions because I have a specific prediction about what's gonna happen to Bonnie because of that but what this also gets mad about is I don't think that Bonnie was wrong to not lift that curse agree because yes is it bad so the whole point of this curse is like oh it's a way to kill the vampires that the humans can have and while I agree the people that hands it's gonna go into are not good people and could definitely and did misuse it uh like it's so what if they have a weapon against you like your vampires you have superhuman speed you can compel people the only thing they have that can hurt you are wooden stakes directly in your heart it's perfectly fine for them to have other ways when you see in the show more vampires than not are bad people like you want us to believe that vampires are good people and you keep showing that they are but so far so many people in this town have died by quote-unquote animal attacks i don't think it was wrong of her to be like no i'm not going to lift this curse Mm -hmm. but they but bonnie ends up paying for it and it's so frustrating because that the apology is what really got to me because in that moment i was like oh you don't think elena did anything wrong here at all also the show really didn't the show was like no this is bonnie's fault so of course her grandmother died for no reason and the and really like those vampires got out every single one of those vampires died do you realize that like literally yeah Yeah. not a single one of those vampires from the tomb is alive anymore and i was like it literally was a meaningless thing (laughs) well it's interesting they're focusing so much on caroline and like putting bonnie to the side the fact that they I, i feel that they focus on caroline was like they were trying to make this a teen show they didn't understand that no one wanted a teen show. They wanted the vampire witches thing. So they you're, you're shoved down with all of Caroline's high school drama. And then later seasons, school is completely wiped out because they know it didn't work. So like they were trying so hard to hold on to the school teen show that no one wanted, no one cared about. And then eventually they like shafted Bonnie just because they wanted a teen show and no one wanted it. And I think they realized too late in season one that no one gave a shit about the high school drama i.e jeremy and this is where i'm gonna say this is a thing that tv has still not learned don't set your show in high school if it's not if you don't want your characters to be in high school like what's the point of having kids in high school if one of the core things they have to deal with is not you don't get to make your own choices you have to go to class every single day you have homework you need to get done like what is the point of being in high school if you're just gonna they could have just been in college exactly because they go to school whenever they feel like it they clearly make their own schedules they never do work they're at parties literally all the time they're they're at parties constantly you guys know my my number one thing that one thing i concluded is every single episode has a party there is no exception there may be like one or two where it's a continued party from the last episode but there's absolutely a party or an event every single episode and it drives me crazy their favorite hangout spot is a bar well they have the parent figures that aren't there yeah as we've also realized the high school only has one teacher for a total of like five episodes or something and when that teacher is gone we don't have a teacher until alaric comes in they literally just replaced the one single teacher there's not two teachers there's just a different one teacher (laughs) and the best part is that one like the initial history teacher or whatever was also the coach who i think was also a guidance counselor at some point i don't know it was bizarre they were like this canadian actor is really cheap we're just gonna keep him the high school thing just kills me. Like, stop it. Because, like, they drink all the time. This one really got me. Elena is 17 years old, okay? So, in addition to dating an older man, by nature of him being a vampire, 
he's like a hundred years older. It really wouldn't have been that much of a difference if you just made her 21, okay? Um, and then Damon is even older than that technically and like visually is clearly older than that. So I know they're going to end up dating. Okay. And is the only reason they're not dating in season one because he looks 25 and she looks 17. But more than that, this really got me. She early on, one of the very first parties is a <laughs> Halloween party and she's wearing this like sexy nurse costume and she runs into fucking Matt at the Halloween thing and they're he's wearing this doctor costume with a bunch of blood on it and you find out it was their couple's costume from the year before and they just wore them again this 17 year old is in this super sexy nurse's outfit that's like super low cut double breasted super high in the waist with like these white stilettos she was 16 years old wearing that just make them in college just make them adults and you completely avoid all of the creepiness with this like you clearly at one point, she sleeps with Stefan. She just starts spending the night constantly. Her aunt doesn't have an opinion on this. Her aunt is like, no, it's cool. Shout out to Jenna. Shout out to Jenna. Jenna has no problem whatsoever yeah. with Elena spending the night. Jenna herself is a college kid for sure. Oh, yeah. She's probably 22. She like could. She's like us. She's like, eh, whatever. It's fine. But like, listen, Elena is spending a night in a haunted mansion with two grown men. I know Stefan appears to be 17, but he looks like a grown man. She's spending the night and Jenna's not like, where are you? <laughs> like, where did you go? No, she's just, you remember when you were 17 and you were having casual, slow wake-ups with your boyfriend that you slept with last night, you know? You just spent the night, you had like a slow morning, you had breakfast together, just what every 17-year-old does. Just make them college kids. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and this <laughs> They only attend history class, though, as we know. And they only attend history class. History class and football practice. It's, but truly no one has learned anything because Riverdale is also like this. Riverdale, they're just college kids. Like, stop. Why do you have a 15-year-old stripping? Like, I know you want that to be a teen show, but, like, they can be in college and still be a teen show. I don't know why that's yeah. an issue at all at any point this show really shows its datedness like there's some things that are in the show that i'm like this should have never even been a thing oh yeah but like even some of the wording that they use sometimes or like the way they talk about drugs really bothers me like it's a very like dated like there's no gay characters which insane you're fucking vampires. You're telling me none of them. In Matt, Matt is clearly, Matt clearly has chemistry with all the guys on this show. It actually drives me crazy that he's not the gay football player. When you told me there were no gay characters, I lost my mind because first of all, let's be clear. There is no such thing as a straight vampire. You don't live 150 years and you're like, no, I'm only attracted to the opposite sex. What nonsense. The Everything about a vampire is just a gay dramatic person. Like, how dare you suggest that there could be this many straight vampires? It's nonsense to me. But also like... Uh, real talk, Caroline and Bonnie have chemistry as well, okay? There were moments where I was like, are they going to make out? Like, I regularly thought that we were going to find out that Bonnie was into women, but Caroline also has mad sapphic vibes. For there to be no gay characters, not even your side ones, ridiculous. Actually, arguably, Elena's birth mother is the only one that's shown any, any um, sapphic, well, actual, like different sexuality because she does have female strippers at some point in in her bedroom yeah that one felt very again in terms of datedness not like good representation because i think the vibe was very much like 
Elena's mom, Isabel, just gives into every urge. She's turned off her humanity. And her reveal that one of the strippers, the, the gay stripper, like the dude. Yeah. She was just like, he's not gay today. And I was just like, I am that, so offended. But listen, that's the, anytime you bring in the idea of like compelling people, the consent about all of that comes into, not just in relation to like, oh, this is a gay character that you're making grind and dance and eventually probably sleep with this woman. Um, Damon, who again is the most interesting character, but they don't understand the lines of like, that's not just bad boy behavior, that's evil. He mm-hmm. compels Caroline to sleep with him. It's true. Like, that's a thing that happened. And you can assume that that's happened multiple times. And he's the only character we're talking about. So it's like, this is what you've given me to enjoy. This is who I'm supposed to like in this show. A Confederate rapist. Um, Can we talk about the fact that there's that whole episode where Stefan is like Damon and Damon is like Stefan and they kind of switch roles. And then Damon is like, I'm, I'm the good brother this time. <laughs> Like I was just There's like, like that's foreshadowing. I just want to say for later season. I mean, like we <laughs> oh, already, we already yeah, knew. Like, I knew. I was yeah. just like I when yeah. I immediately looked up spoilers. It was because I immediately was like, she's gonna end up with Damon. Like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, we know. We know. The, again, the chemistry is real. The the little fake that they pull you at the end of season one, where he's making out with her, and he thinks it's Elena. Um, but it turns out that it's actually Catherine. I was like, oh, they're going to end up together Mm -hmm. because that one moment, again, just so like it had 5,000 times Mm -hmm. more chemistry than any scene she's had with Stefan or Matt the entire show. It it really did. And again, I'm mad at it because I don't want to like Damon for all of these very obvious reasons, but they want me to like him. And so of course I do. And so I loved it. (laughs) I do. I like Damon. I love Damon. I don't know why I love Damon so much. Because he has personality, he's layered, he has problems. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> Stefan, who who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's just funny. He does funny shit. I he's like, so. he's <laughs> like, you lived a how many years? Obviously, you're going to be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Stefan, yeah. as if you'd be a hard ass. You would want to cry every night at home, Stefan, in your bed because you're sad. Because that's a boring life to live. You're dating a teen um, girl. You're going to high school. <laughs> And a little unrelated, I do really, one thing I really appreciate that the show does is that they really tried to tease out this one character's storyline and where it's going. And like, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but like the whole time I was like, you're really building this. Um, And that was for Tyler being a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they started first episode, they show him in front of a full moon. And I was like, boom werewolf (laughs) and like i just knew then they show his aggression they show different like they show like him increasingly becoming aggressive and not understanding why he is the way he is and i think they did that actually quite well because it's just like a subtle tease and so at the end when it's revealed that his father was a werewolf and he's a werewolf i was like this makes it made all the sense his dad wanted him to work out his aggression because he's a werewolf and it's a thing (laughs) he wanted him to transform he came into his like werewolf puberty that happened in this season yeah that was all this season i i get what you're (laughs) saying where i totally knew tyler was gonna end up being a werewolf i did not catch at the end that that happened because i could not pay attention i don't care about him (laughs) at all at all he's so boring also I was going to say, to be fair, I also do not care, but I felt the subtle notes that they were trying to give me. And I was like, I'll yeah. take it. It's fine. 
very Teen Wolf yeah. on campus. You kind of because he's a football player. You all know, you know where it's coming to. For sure, agree with that. And I also one of the reasons that I hate him. One of the reasons I don't care about him is because they had another interesting character that was possible, which is Vicky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Vicky becoming a vampire and staying on the show would have been really good. Her being killed. First of all, you did Vicky dirty. Vicky got done dirty. She didn't deserve that. She was also a very interesting character that could have had a really good storyline. So I was really disappointed in that. They were cowards. They were cowards. I was really disappointed in that. And I hated it because Tyler was such a fucking dick to her. Um, so I could not stand it. She should have killed him. Yeah, 1000%. One thing that I wanted for Vicky was because she had such a, like, a poor life. And then they threw in that her mom was also the shit mom from the OC. I loved that. The teen show that will always be my North Star is the OC, 1000%. Because um, it, it it's the blueprint, okay? You can't have Vampire Diaries if you don't have OC. Because who would they have cast as Vicky's mom? No one, okay? They wouldn't have known who to go to. Uh, I think Vicky's, like, she had that storyline where I think it would have been great to see her go from that life into being a vampire. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like so often the story of the vampire is like, oh, I was already super pretty and super rich and then I got turned into a vampire because I got tricked. Um, And now I'm rich forever and I'm pretty forever. Whereas Vicky's storyline is very, like, she was struggling. She No one in her life really cared about her enough. And she was very poor. And being a vampire is a gateway into, for her, I think, absolutely a better world. And, like, would not necessarily regret being a vampire. And I would have actually really enjoyed to see that for Vicky. But then we didn't get that. We got Tyler instead. And I just don't care about Werewolf Boy, which is true because I didn't realize he became a werewolf in the season I wa- finished watching last night. It's, it's a hint of werewolf at the end. They couldn't have had this high school show if Vicky stayed alive, so they had to kill her off. But then they regretted that decision, and that's why they've made Caroline a vampire. And I don't know if that happens in the finale. <laughs> Does it happen in the finale? Caroline doesn't become a vampire in the first season. She becomes a vampire in season two. So one of my predictions for the show was that Caroline would not stay human. Yeah. I think I've seen that specific episode also, because like I... I actually thought she was going to become a vampire in the first season because I remembered the reveal for when she was a vampire. So I think I accidentally saw a later episode at some point. They definitely, one of the core things about one of these shows that I think it just, it's not successful. It's very frustrating when you have a show like this and like Teen Wolf had this problem. I think even Buffy the Vampire Slayer had this problem. You've created a world where there's mystical things that everybody doesn't know about. It's vampires, werewolf, witches, blah, blah, blah. But you have to constantly be escalating. You have to constantly be bringing so many people into the circle. By the time you end the show, everyone is a fucking vampire. Everyone is a fucking werewolf. Like, you have one lone human that's just sort of somehow made it out until the very end. And it's like, you get to that point, you're like, well, why is everybody fighting? You're all just vampires now. Like, why? Like, stop it. And Teen Wolf is the worst for this because everyone in that show is something. But they're constantly in school whisper yelling at each other about werewolves and i'm like everybody at this point knows they're all they all have a werewolf in the family they're all werewolves like just stop pretending that everybody doesn't know it's just ridiculous <laughs> you can't have an interesting show when no when not everyone knows the same information like you just can't that's why eventually they correct this problem in season two <laughs> I do think there's something to not not having the secrecy anymore. I think a lot of shows ride on secrecy as well, which I hate because I'm like, it's weak. Just have it out in the open, whatever. But I think the mistake, I think the mistake that they make is that they just are like, okay, well, if it's out in the open, everybody has to be supernatural now, except for the one human that's comic relief. I would say the one show that does this really, really well 
is iZombie. Mm. And iZombie has a, an actor that's in both of these. iZombie was really good at recognizing, like, okay, too many people know the secret. Too many people are zombies. This is now information that, like, it's going to go out to the whole world. And the whole world is going to know about zombies. And the show evolves and pivots into being about what do you do in a world where everyone knows about the zombie outbreak. And It was done so well. So well. But yeah. these shows, because they're all about the, like, individual person drama and the romance... They never pull it off well. It, it literally just ends up with, what was the point? Everybody became a vampire in the end. Like, why did we have this? Um, I mean, I can't confirm because I don't know, but. <laughs> oh, I, wait, wait, wait till I tell you my thoughts for every single main character and where they end up. I have never felt more, I not never, but I just feel so confident in this. It was like everything in me was like, you've seen enough TV. You've been studying for this your whole life. <laughs> You've been studying for this your whole life. You know where this is going. And I just feel confident in it. And it's also because of this this factor that most people don't stay human. And I'm going to tell I'll even bust into this right now. The one person that stays human, it's going to be Matt. Cannot confirm or deny. I'm That I'm confident of. Jeremy, we already know, turning into a vampire. Caroline, turning into a vampire, not, su- not surprising. Uh, I'm going to say it's absolutely going to be Matt. I do not register what's going on when Jeremy, Matt, and Caroline and Tyler are on my screen because I simply do not care. Okay, you got to focus on Caroline. I don't want to. I know what you're saying. I don't care because I don't think that the fact that they eventually make her a main character, I'm annoyed by that because Bonnie is right there. And I know that they never, ever, ever give Bonnie her props. I can already see where Bonnie's going to go. I, if we're, again, we're talking predictions, Bonnie is going to spend the next seven seasons paying for what the choices that they wrote for her in this season. At best, Bonnie's end is she gets that bittersweet moment where it's like, oh, she's strong, but she's going to be sad. Like that is where Bonnie ends up in. At worst, they kill her off and she sacrifices her life either for Elena or for Damon and, and uh, Stefan. And it's like a full circle moment. I wouldn't even put it past them for Bonnie to die and then come back and then have her bittersweet moment Mm -hmm. because in a show like this, no one's really dead. So I could even see something like that. But Bonnie is going to spend seven seasons making up for this because Bonnie is the Tara of this show. You know what would be a great vampire? And I I assume she will be at some point, but the aunt, I'm, I'm sure she'll be a vampire at some point. Jenna? Yeah, Jenna. Like, absolutely could see that for her. She's... For, she's made for the vampire lifestyle it's her i'm just like i'm mad about it because i feel like she probably won't last very long in the series at this point which sucks because i think she has she could have an interesting story i think where her story could be interesting is how she blends in with all of the adults who are part of the founding thing all people that know about vampires mm-hmm. i think she could be an interesting like foil to them but again you made them the age that you made them it's literally not going to matter next year because they're going to be 18 and also jeremy's dead already whatever dead ish we don't know oh okay do you guys yeah. remember so this is a, so some things the show does really subtly and then sometimes the show does things that you're like why did you do that why did you make that decision to be so obvious about something but when they first introduce Alaric he comes into the classroom I just I gotta get this off my chest because it still bothers me he comes into the classroom he introduces himself by writing out his full ass name while mouthing the letters so that everybody could hear and like giving the origins of his family history slash name 
And I'm like, why does anybody care? These are like 17 year olds in your classroom that absolutely will not take that information in. Why are you doing this? I'm sorry. I actually, I might disagree with you here because in this town, the only thing people fucking care about is your family history. They have several parties in the span of six months celebrating people's family histories. I actually think that that was his like, see, I am important. <laughs> I have a family history. See, I am also a colonial white man. <laughs> he, he rolled up with a name like Alaric, like we knew, you know? Alaric. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> I won't now. Alaric Saltzman. It's a terrible name. <sighs> Mr. Saltzman. No. Even though I, Steph knows, I was very intrigued by the show. I continue to, I will probably continue to watch it for as long as I can stomach it. I don't think it's a good show. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify. I do not think it's a good show, Steph. I just think it's very addictive. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember anything from what i remember <laughs> it was good i enjoyed it but i can't but i gave but i gave it up like i said i got too annoyed at elena and stefan and i hated them so much that i stopped so that's why coming back with fresh eyes 10 literally 10 years later i want i want to know like is it okay did was i wrong was i confused did i just not know what good tv was only time will tell i agree that i don't think it's a good show however i think that it's good for what it is it has some surprisingly good acting for a show of this level. And almost all of that is coming from Nina Dobrev. Um, but also all the, vo all like the, the guest actors are incredible actors. Toys, like, and, but then they get rid of them. They even bring the dude from Big Wolf on campus. And I was like, what the hell? I think like, this is like, what a show. I will never forgive that you had Gina Torres and you used her for one episode yeah. and you made her sleep with this Confederate man. I, ugh. That also, because at that point, I was still like, I, I didn't like Damon enough. And I was still very fresh in my mind that that man was wearing a Confederate soldier's outfit. And as mentioned, I never realized that they like wrote out that he defected because it didn't line up with his values. You need to show me proof of that. Okay. And then I was like, you made her sleep with this man. And then she's, she's dead by the end of the episode. And I'm like... First of all, she's a vampire. Leave her alive. Why do all these vampires die? Lexi. Lexi comes in and is interesting. She's actually an interesting character for like 30 minutes. And then she's dead at the end of the mm -hmm. show. Anna and Anna's mother. Anna's mother Anna. is so interesting. Oh, the so concept interesting. that she like is a vampire that wants vampires to adapt into normal society and think Mystic Falls is the best place to do that. You could have read that storyline for like four seasons and then you killed her. Pearl was such a boss and I was like I'm into it like even though she's like the foil to our main leads or whatever and they don't fully get along I was like I love her I want to see more and then when they killed her I was like really she would have been such a perfect bridge it it created so much potential because the show didn't understand what it had uh so we've reached the point in time where I would like to hear your predictions Christina um Given my horrible memory and huge plot holes that Stephanie cannot remember, you will have to see, based on my facial instruction, facial expressions if I remember them or not. So go ahead. What's going to be fun about that is that you're a little bit frozen and laggy, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to tell. Nat's a little bit better, and I know that she read the spoilers for this, so I'll also be looking at her. 
Now we've talked about... Nat, I want a dead face. I want a dead face. Don't give anything away. I'm pissed at you for reading the spoilers. Oh, to be clear, I would like to know that I am in fact correct. Because that will not affect if I choose to watch the show or not. Because I know that I'm right. So... I mean, clearly we have to do a season two. Like, we have to. I, You know what? I would go... I would do a season two. No problem. Um, so let's... Let's discuss this. We already talked about Bonnie. Again, relating this back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Bonnie's very much the Terra... I think she's going to spend the next eight seasons making up for the choices that she made, that they made her make in this first one. And I put in her future either is a very dramatic death or I think more likely a bittersweet moment. I don't know what that bittersweet moment is. She's got the kind of vibe where like her husband, her lover dies, you know, like that kind of shit. But she's going to end the series being like, I'm sad, but I'm stronger than I ever was before. As she apologizes for all the things she did in the show that they wrote for her to do. So mad about that, but that's what's gonna happen. Can I say what? Can I say one thing? Yeah. There's a relationship that she has that you're gonna be so pissed about. Is it? Why does he die? Does she fall in love with him and he dies? I just, I, I literally just read what the relationship was, and I'm so mad. <laughs> Is it Stefan? <laughs> I'm not telling you shit. Okay. Ne- next point. I don't know why you're telling me. I'm telling you, I don't care about spoilers for this. But anyway. That's Bonnie. We talked already. Jeremy, he's going to become a vampire. They're going to get bored of that storyline so quickly. He's eventually going to fuck off and not be in the show anymore. Caroline, not surprised she becomes a vampire. It's written all over her face. She'll be there all the way to the end. We already know that because you've talked about how she's the main character. But she's going to have that thing where, like, she slowly becomes, like, a better person. But at her core, she's still Caroline. So, like, she's a good person, but she's all uppity and shit like that still um but she's learned how to be more down to earth because of matt matt stays human stays good matt is the kind of character where like he goes through a lot at the beginning it's nowhere near as much as every other character but because he's a white man you want him to be happy at the end so he's gonna have a stable job in the town he's i'm positive he's gonna be considered some kind of figure in the town i don't know what I don't know what that could be, but he's absolutely going to be a figure in the town. People are going to be like, Matt, he represents the town of Mystic 100%. Falls. 100%. And then we get to, yeah, and then we get to our main three. And this, the writing was on the wall for me, but where it really came down, where I think that Blood Brothers was a good episode, is because Blood Brothers really cemented for me what I think is going to happen between Elena, Damon, and Stefan. And let me talk about Yeah, I did that one on purpose. Uh, let's let's talk about who do we go first. I know. Okay, Elena and Damon. Obviously, they're going to be together, and their whole relationship to me is already scripted out because clearly, how can they be together when she's with Stefan? Uh, and she's in love with him and that's his brother. And they already had that whole thing with Catherine before. So I know what's going to happen. Okay. They're going to pine after each other. Maybe like a little bit. Damon is super into her. Uh, Steven is going to have to go away for a portion of time. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how they're going to write it, but he's definitely, maybe they'll even just be like, oh, he left for the summer and he'll never actually be off the show, but they'll imply that he was gone for a stretch of time and Elena and Damon spent that time together. And as they spent that time together, Elena saw a different side of Damon, a side of Damon separated from his brother and she started to grow feelings for him and he's obviously already so into her and slowly they become closer and slowly she starts to realize maybe he's not 
not that selfish. He has the ability to grow. Oh my God, I think I'm into him. That all culminates with their chemistry. Okay, she's maybe technically at this point still with Stefan, I think, or it's kind of ambiguous up in the air. They absolutely either A, make out or B, have sex. And here's what's going to happen. That moment happens and they look at each other and they're like, this could ruin everything. Your relationship with your brother, what are we going to do? Elena is devastated in herself for making that choice. Damon takes the choice away from her. He compels her like it never happened. So you get an entire season of them growing closer and then you spend an entire season. Elena forgets that she is actually in love with Damon. Okay. She forgets. And then you see Damon pining for her for a whole season because he knows, he knows they're into each other, but he's sacrificing that love for his brother so they can be together. And then all of that means eventually Elena, she hits her head. I don't know. She kisses Stefan uh, or Steven and is like, uh, there's something here that is familiar, but not as good. What was it? And through the power of love, she remembers that moment with Damon and she remembers that she loves Damon instead. And eventually they get together and here's the kicker. Okay. Because here's what's going to happen. If not the last episode, the final season, because shows like this, they can never have a human and a vampire be together when one of them is going to die and one of them isn't. They both have to be the same thing, but they cannot commit to the idea that these two people will be in love forever because that's not the right way. You need death to make life sweet. I don't know how. Damon becomes human. Damon becomes human. He gets the life that he did not sign up for and didn't want. He gets that with Elena because he realized it's the life he actually should have had that he signed away when he did all that shit with Catherine. Steven, Steven dies. Steven absolutely dies. And I'm telling you why Steven dies. Because in that whole Blood Brothers episode, you see how Steven... What He was like, I wanted to die. I didn't want to feed. The biggest mistake I made was in feeding and choosing this life. And then I gave it to Damon. He will die saving Damon. And it will be his final act of redemption in to make up for the thing that he did way back then. He will die. Damon will become human. Damon and Elena will live together for the rest of their life until they both die of old age. I am so positive. If you tell me I'm wrong about this, I'll lose my mind because I'm positive in 99% of those facts. How they get there, that could definitely be up for debate. But I I know. I, he dies. He Wait, dies. One? And they end up together as humans. Uh, Steven. Now don't say anything. Don't say anything. Here's what I'm no, going to say. No, I'm right. I'm right. Here's, I here's what I'm going to say. I want to know on this show if I'm here, right. Here is what I'm going to say. You're wrong in most in most aspects. You're wrong in most aspects. The, I'm going to tell you what you're wrong about. The most important ones? She got it right. What am I wrong about? That means human and he's dead. Boom. Knew it. It's the, it's the how they get there, isn't there? The storyline to get to those points incorrect. I really won't. This is why I don't understand why you're being a uh, thing with this. Because I won't have to watch it. I can simply Google it. So I will not have to watch it. Um... And I would like to know on the show because I, okay, if I'm wrong about how they get there, I'd be really surprised. If they don't have a moment where Damon and Elena have a thing and then he erases Elena's memory as like a self-sacrifice for her for her and her, his brother to be together, because I, I couldn't think of another way to mispronounce his name. Um, I, I will be, I'm genuinely surprised if that doesn't happen because I could feel it. He is too quick and ready with that compelling 
and he'll need to turn it on her and he'll but he'll do it in a way that's sacrificing that will make her equally mad at him and in love with him when she realizes what's happened so if that doesn't happen i don't know what to like that shocks me i i will say i personally don't know about that that part um but i do I do think there the the part with um Stefan Stephen whatever we want to call him Stefano <laughs> Stefano that's a good one um his journey when I was like not I'm not gonna tell you what the spoilers are obviously but when I was reading his journey I will say it was more surprising than I thought he is like, absolutely gonna end up with a different love interest if it's Bonnie I'll be mad. But he's going to have to end up with, like, a like they'll pick a random blonde. She'll come on. Maybe she was a random character in season one. And he'll end up with her. And then, like, it'll be a whole thing. Because, like, he needs to. He needs to look at somebody that doesn't look like a land, doesn't look like Catherine. Like, that's clearly Stefano's I, journey. I will, <laughs> I will say when I was, like, reading his... No, I'm not going to say exactly what it is. But when I was reading it, I was like, this is definitely what's going to convince me to watch it. Because I'm like, I don't understand how they got this. Oh, so I should watch it then? Why don't I just read it? The relationships on this show, Christina, 100%, you're going to be furious. Here's what matters, though. I'm correct. Damon and Elena, human, alive, together, Stefan dead in an ultimate act of sacrifice for his brother. I don't know how they get human. These shows always find some way that vampires don't have to be vampires anymore because they're actually cowards. They don't actually think that people should be vampires, even though they spend the whole season fighting for vampire rights. They're absolutely going to pull some kind of move like that. I, I don't know how it is. Maybe the reason that I think that uh, Stefano is gone for a season is because he's looking for the cure for his vampirism because he wants to be a human with Elena. I, that's just like one option. But I know I'm right about those things. I'm just, I just want to say one thing. I'm only revealing one insignificant spoiler which really bothers me <laughs> it's so insignificant but i read on the wikipedia that bonnie and damon become best friends and i'm just how how does that happen <laughs> you know you know who else is best friends caroline's mom and damon they have a buddy cop relationship <laughs> I mean, that you that wouldn't they're best friends in this season they're already friends <laughs> they're friends in this season and i found that interesting I like the idea. I did like Damon infiltrating the founding members because I like that they're all idiots and that like they yeah. clearly don't know a vampire when they see one. But additionally, okay, here's the thing about that. Bonnie becoming friends with Damon. I don't like that for Bonnie because her grandmother is dead because of that. But I kind of like the idea that maybe that means she might get some more screen time. I think she does. The timeline of the show is wild. That's all I got to say. But and listen the reveals when they come up are x does she date jeremy who would, you're gonna be furious who would be, furious who angering it's like jeremy taylor furious. stefano um i think that's where we're gonna end it check back in for season two because i am i need this in my life and guys, if you like the concept of this episode, if you like the idea of us going back to really popular shows, particularly because I think between the three of us, there's definitely some big stuff that at least one of us haven't seen. Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at EatsCast uh, what you thought, if you like it. What show do you want us to do? Because with the Gossip Girl remake coming up, I think that we are probably going to do maybe a season one rewatch of Gossip Girl, the original, and then watch season one of the new one and sort of see what they're like. Uh, if this is popular and if people like us going back and like we know millennials love the nostalgia once again we're just pandering to you okay that's what we're here for we're so bringing you back know. to a simpler time the problems people had in 2010 wow i wish 
All right, that's everything for us. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Uh, like we said, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at EatsCast. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you have any future episodes, ideas. But we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Um, and you know what? Check out season one of Vampire Diaries if you have nothing else to do. That's how what I would recommend this show. Sometimes you just need something in the background. All right. Bye. 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 I like that 2009 you is so upset by my mispronunciation of these people's names.